find verse 18. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. I have a new Bible tonight that um, I ordered it because I like this single column. I like wide margins. And I thought it was a new King James, but it's the Holman version. Anyway, I, I did a little study on it. Apparently, it's legit. So, uh, but it'll be, it'll be different. Well, how many of you know you don't want to read from the New World Translation, praise the Lord. Uh, the Holman Translation is a legitimate translation. And so uh, I'm going to read from that. If it doesn't read like what you're reading, you probably don't have the Holman Translation. <laughs> Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Since what can be known about God is evident among them, because God has shown it to them. From the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, that is, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made. As a result, people are without excuse. For though they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, or show gratitude. Everybody say gratitude. Or show gratitude. Instead, their, their thinking became nonsense. And their senseless minds were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Therefore, verse 24, everybody say therefore. Therefore God delivered them over... In the cravings of their hearts to sensual impurity, sexual impurity, so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served something created instead of the Creator who is forever blessed. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight and for the people that you've assembled and for the, your presence and your power. and for our youth that are upstairs and for the children and all the ministry that's taking place all over this building on a Tuesday night. God, thank you that you're gathering together a people who are hungry for your word, not just on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night, but not only on the midweek, but God in homes, house to house, breaking bread, teaching your word, growing in the things of the Lord, changing our very community by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So move in power tonight. We'll be sure to give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. How quickly are you to say thank you? How quickly are you to say thank you? I mean, when somebody does something for you, do you say thank you? How quickly are you to do that? You say, well, why would you ask that? Because being thankful is a a major major component in you walking in victory. Having a heart of gratitude, being thankful. When you say thank you to people, do you actually mean it? Is it genuine? Come on, somebody say thank you. Come on, say thank you again. Come on, say thank you one more time. Thank Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. If you don't say thank you, or you don't have a thankful heart, It's really a matter of life or death. And we don't usually hear messages like that. This is a message on having a thankful heart. 
but sometimes I think we best understand what is defined by understanding what it isn't. The opposite of being thankful or grateful is ingratitude. Ingratitude is a key ingredient for God's judgment, as we read from this text, and we're going to take a look at it. In other words, when we're not thankful, we position ourselves to get slammed. When you're not thankful, you are positioning yourself for judgment from God. Has anybody ever been not thankful? I have. Or ungrateful. Let's look at our text. You'll see some things that about being not being thankful that'll what it'll produce in your life. The result of not being thankful. Verse twenty one. I want you to look with me. Verse twenty one. For though they knew God, they neither glo- they never. They did not glorify Him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became nonsense. And their senseless minds were darkening. The first thing that happens, you need to understand this. You're going to think, well, oh, come on. You mean when I'm not thankful, then my thinking can get, I can think nonsense, my thinking can be affected? Yeah, that's exactly what Romans is talking about. And if you'll take a look at your life in the past and how you've lived and things that have happened, you'll find out that you start getting ungrateful and you start losing your heart of gratitude for breathing, for living, for food, for housing. We can all complain about stuff tonight. Does anybody have anything to complain about? Yeah. But not if you get a real clear perspective on things, because really what you deserve is death. So you're here. You ought to just thank God. Come on. Be thankful. One becomes futile in their thinking. Literally, the Bible says that the person who's not thankful, their thinking becomes distorted. By not being thankful, according to verse 21 of the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said that by not being thankful, your thinking can become darkened or distorted. People who are not thankful end up thinking that, every, that everybody's after them. You can end up getting a critical spirit. Have you ever met somebody who's, who's very depressed and their, their thinking's clouded? In other words, they're just not thinking clearly. They, they don't think clearly. Yet once they begin to thank God, once they begin to set their, set their heart right before the Lord, all of a sudden they begin to think clearly. I don't know if you've seen that. I've seen it countless times. If we could just get somebody to take their, their, their focus off of themselves and off of the, the, the bad things. Molehills become mountains when you're not thankful. When you're thankful, mountains become molehills. You can't lose your heart. I love Thanksgiving. I like eating the food, all of that. But I think the greatest thing is it's all about thanking God. Oh, where would we be without Him? Where would we be without His Word? Where would we be without the presence of God? Where would we be? Where would we be? I mean, come on. You think this is bad. Can you imagine if Jesus didn't die on a cross and rise again from the grave? He'd be pretty miserable. You're, not only does your, your one's thinking can become futile, you're, 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 you're futile in your thinking, but the second thing that we see is one heart becomes darkened. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about your actual heart, the actual heart within your chest, but I do believe that it can affect that. It's really your spiritual heart, your spiritual eyesight. When you're not thankful, you, your spirit becomes blinded. 
darkened. When you're not thankful, you all of a sudden are not seeing clearly. Your life can be blinded and darkened by not being thankful. One starts to worship creation instead of God. Verse 23. Look at verse 23 with me. Verse 22, claiming to be wise, they became fools. This all happens from not being thankful for what God has done. But not glorifying God. Kind of scary. Is this scary to you? And exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal men, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. By not being thankful, by having ingratitude, by allowing ingratitude to be in your life, one starts to worship creation instead of God. Begin to worship things that are really substitutes. When you're not thankful, you'll begin to create substitutes for God. In other words, when you're not thankful for where you are, you begin to look for something to help you to meet the need for what you're not thankful for. And the moment you begin to do that, you begin to have an idol. You know, I don't know about you, but for a long time I'd want God to do something for me. And I would seemingly do all that I was supposed to do, but it wouldn't happen. And so then, because I was the spoiled brat that I was at 25 years old or whatever. How many of you ever met a 25-year-old brat? How about 45? 55? 65? I've met people who are, you know, they're adult children because they're frozen in their emotions and they, they never had anybody, they were, could not submit to authority. They never had anybody teach them and usually they're abused and rejected and came from families that were messed up. But God wants us to mature tonight. God wants us to grow up tonight. God wants us to understand that, look, God has given you everything you need for life and godliness according to the Word of God. And you need to be thankful that thanksgiving is the key that undoes the lock, that opens the door to blessing in your life. When you begin to thank God, He begins to release blessing on you. When you're not thankful, why would He... Come on. Come on. Why why would He release more upon you? you? You've got to learn to be thankful... You know, to be, to be thankful for what you have. To, to learn to be, to be content with much as well as with little. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to be thankful. You don't want to create a substitute for God. When we're not thankful, we can become bound by our lust. Mm-hmm. You can become bound by your lust. Verse 24, God gave them over. That's interesting. Are you all with me tonight? Therefore God delivered them over. Huh. Delivered them over in the cravings of their hearts. To sexual impurity, so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. Some other versions say that differently. But the point is that one becomes bound by your lust if you're not thankful. That's, it, it, it progresses and that's what happens. When you're not thankful to God and to others, everything can become about us. And you can become bound by your fallen human nature. It's not about you. I love what Pastor Barry said Sunday night. Get over yourself. It ain't about you. 
When you're not thankful, you can abandon the truth for a lie. Look at E. Abandon the truth for a lie. What's amazing is that when you get away from God, you're left with your own opinion. You know, I, I, I shared the uh, recently, I think it was Sunday morning, that I was in McDonald's and I was in McDonald's and um, was with Minister Alex and, and Pastor Vince and Minister Alex said, well, there's some guys over there that came in the church the other day and they're, they're over there, Pastor. I said, oh, let's, let's go say hi. And so we went over there and there was five people, one female, four, four adults. 20-something, probably 25, 27 at the oldest. And he said, hey, uh, I saw you guys at the church the other day. It was like they came in the middle of the day. They just came, stopped in. And they didn't come for prayer. We have prayer from 12 to 2. They, they didn't come for that. They just came to look around. And so he well, said, this is, this is my pastor. I want to introduce you to our pastor. This is Pastor Daniel. They're like, great, we're having an atheist meeting. That's what they said. Great, we're having an atheist meeting. I thought, Awesome. I was, I mean, generally I was like, whoa, yeah. I mean, either, either you're joking or you're just, you know, you're up for a serious beating. Let's, let's talk. And so, so, you know, we went and we sat down and we, we talked about, about God. And they have a problem with the Bible and they got a problem with the existence of God and all of that. And we just destroyed some of their thinking. And I, I will tell you what's happening out of that. What's, what What's happening for the first time, I don't know if it's the first time in history, but what's happening in our valley and what's happening across America, that atheists are getting, I don't know how else to say it, but they're getting, evangel- they're, getting, they're getting evangelistic in their atheism. In other words, they're, they're, they're becoming more strident than they ever have been. So they're, they're out to recruit people to prove that there's not God. And there's, there's, there's some... I don't want to call it decent arguments, but it can be confusing if, you're, if you don't understand where they're coming from and the train of thought. And if you don't understand critical thinking, which is hardly even taught in universities. If you want to read a good book, C.S. Lewis wrote, um, uh, Mere Christianity is a way to train your mind to think critically. Mere Christianity. I don't know about you, but I have to like read each page like three times before I fully got it. I need to read it again. Some of you guys laugh at me like, oh, oh yeah. I mean, you ever have to read a book like three times before you're like, oh, okay, okay. So I just use some of the stuff out of mere Christianity to talk to these guys because they, they, they have eliminated the, the existence of God. And what you're left with when you, when you don't believe in God, listen to me, when you're left with, when you don't believe in God, is you're left with what you think reality is. You're left with what your reason says you, the, 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 the American Revolution and the French Revolution are, 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 happened very close to each other. The difference between the American Revolution and the French Revolution, big difference. Ideologically, the American Revolution was based upon the Word of God. They had great revivals that broke out in, in, the, in, the, in, in the colonies prior to the American Revolution. So when the American Revolution took, pla- revolution took place... There was a foundation of the Word of God that they were standing on. When the French Revolution took place, their foundation was reason. Their God was reason. Now, here's the thing about that. If your God is reason and, and you do what you think is right, we end up with total chaos. And that's what they had. They, they had the guillotine and people get, everybody was getting their heads cut off. It was just crazy. 
crazy. It was a bloodbath because their God was reason. When you're not thankful, what begins to happen is you begin to figure out what you think you deserve, what you think is right. You begin to make idols for yourself. And before you know it, you're down the road, bound by your lust, with futile thinking and a darkened heart, and it becomes very demonic. And it all happens by not being grateful. I don't know about you, but I have wound myself up into a pity party and ran myself into the ground because that's not what I deserve. I deserve this. How dare they? Oh, God, if you loved me, then you would do this for me. Oh, if, if, you know, I mean, I just make up all this stuff. When really what God wants you to do is just trust Him like a child. And you might not have everything that you want, but God is good and He will give it to you when, 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 when He sees fit. You, it all comes down to trusting His leadership. You've got to trust His leadership. You think you should be in a certain place? Then I was riding a bicycle. I didn't even have a car. I was riding a bicycle. At 20, 27 years old, I rode a bike for a living. Can I tell you what the devil tap danced on my brains almost every day? And be like, riding a bike. And the enemy would be like, dude, you really are a loser because you're 27 and you're riding a bike and your bike doesn't even have gears. I've, you know what? I've told that story. I've got I to gotta tell the rest of it. I was a tour guide, and I was riding a bike down a volcano with 13 people on these chrome bikes without gears. I did it for, uh, for, li- for a living, and I loved the Lord. But this one particular day, the enemy was beating on me. And as I'm riding my bike, some of you have heard this. I've told it many, many times before. A supernatural thing happened to me as I'm, I'm weeping. I'm crying in, in my lack of gratitude and my sorrow for this destroyed life that I have. I thought I should be president by the time I was 27, and now I'm riding a chrome bike without gears, making, like, minimum wage, wondering, like, you know, Jesus, can you just come back so I could just get over with it? We just go to heaven now, or, you know, maybe, maybe you could just take me off the end of one of these volcano things, and we could just go to heaven or something, because this is a terrible. And as I'm weeping and, and sorrow, having lost so much in my life, I began to hear this bird a bird began to sing the song of the Lord to me. And I was crying, like heaving and crying, and then I'd be like, get, her, get a hold of myself and look back. It's wonderful. Okay. And I was crying, and I hear this. And, I, and I finally, it interrupts my sorrow. I interrupts my weeping party as I'm driving down through the national park on my chrome bike without gears. And I, I look, and I see a bird flying next to me. And it goes the distance of me going through the, the, you know, this whole section of the National Park. And as it's singing, the power of God comes on me. And I begin to feel the presence and the power of God. And the Lord just speaks to me. His love. A bird sang a love song from the throne room to me. And all of a sudden I realized that I had everything to be thankful for. And I began to thank God and the power of God came on me. And soon I wasn't riding a bike, I was preaching the gospel. 
Come on, God is good. But when you lose your heart of gratitude, then you're in some serious kimchi. Deep kimchi. Has anybody ever heard that expression? Kimchi is a Korean vegetable. All right. Don't ask me how to spell it. When you lose your, your gratitude, one, aband- one can abandon truth for a lie. And that's what this text says in verse 25. And you, you're left with your own opinion. You're not a chance product and a chance world produced out of some slime. You didn't come out of some primordial slime. You're made in the image of God. And you've got to keep your heart of gratitude. Thanksgiving is a wonderful time to reflect on all the good things that God has done. Look, every good and perfect gift comes down from your Father in heavenly lights in whom there's no shadow of turning. So if it's not good, guess what? God probably didn't do that to you. The truth is, you probably did most of the stuff that you got in your life. You won't blame the devil as much as you want to, but the truth is, most of us threw our own selves under the bus. And then we get all irritated that the bus ran us over, and the Lord's like... So God judges them by turning them over to a depraved mind. I mean, this is scary. Are you reading this? Are you paying attention tonight? Are you listening to your pastor tonight? When you lose your heart of thanksgiving, you're in serious trouble. Forget it, I'm going over here. When you lose your heart for being thankful for what you have, you're doomed. You're setting yourself up for judgment. When's the last time you called your mom and dad to thank them? Good. We have one person. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. I called my mom too. Praise God. <laughs> When's the last time you called your mother and father and said, You don't know what they did to me? You have no idea. I could tell you stories about what they did to me. You have no idea what they did. They fed you, at least. I assume they fed you for a period of time. Right? You could call and thank them for feeding you. Come on, you can find something. You'd probably freak them out. They'd fall out under the power of God and get saved. You call them and thank them. Just one of the thank. Excuse me? Hello? You got the right number? Call, how many, call your mom and dad and thank them. When's the last time you thanked your children? Parent, parents thank your children? Yes, thank them. When's the last time... <laughs> When's the last time you thanked... Your employer for, for giving you a bonus or a paycheck. Well, you say, I worked for that. I deserve that. In fact, they don't pay me enough money to begin with. Well, you got a job. Why don't you thank them? Maybe you'll get a raise then. Stranger, stranger things have happened. Don't be an ingrate. You ever heard that? You know, an ingrate. Don't be ingrateful. Don't be an ingrate. When's the last time you thanked your wife, your husband? Thank you, Karen. We don't do that enough. 
I don't know why it is, but it usually takes some women's event for me to really be grateful. <laughs> you know, all day women's event or something where we're left to, you know, or, or God forbid your, your spouse gets sick. Dude, when's the last time your wife got sick? May she never get sick again, but I'm just saying, if she is off her post, buddy, you got some work to do. Come on, if your spouse is here, just take a moment and thank them right now. Go ahead, take a moment and thank them. She said, thank you for taking out the trash. Hallelujah, yeah. All right. Ingratitude comes from the sin of pride. Self-worship. Fill in the notes. Self-worship. So we can so... We have this fallen human nature. You, you're going to have to deal with it. You have to, you have to learn to live from your spirit. You, you can't let your flesh and your fallen nature dictate why you should be thankful for something or not. Or, you've got to be thankful and... So oftentimes we just think we deserve better. And and so we can get ourselves whipped up and how we should be making more money or how we should do be doing something or something else or have this promotion or have that accolade or or be in charge of that or we should have you know, people should be thankful that I'm even here. You know what I mean? Just it's pride. It's your own fall on human nature. We all struggle with it. We all struggle with it. And the truth of it is, if you're thought, talking about I, I, I all the time, you're really, it's, it's really just your own self-worship. You've got to kick yourself off the throne. Get over yourself. It ain't about you. Quote, unquote, Pastor Barry Haggerty. You can email him if you don't like that at... Anyways... <laughs> Look at B, no one can measure up. If you've ever gotten a place of thinking, stinking like, stinking thinking, and, and self-worship and pride, and you start putting yourself at a place where nobody can measure up to you, it's not good enough for you, and you can get in a place of being an ingrate, ingrateful, releasing, really, judgment. Okay, praise the Lord. I'm glad you guys are encouraged. Look at Roman numeral 4. The answer to ingratitude is being thankful. Being thankful. Being be thankful. Learn to be thankful. Be thankful to God. Come on, be thankful to God. There's people that are in worse shape than you are. I don't see any wheelchairs tonight. I don't see any wheelchairs tonight. We could, we, we've had people with wheelchairs. I've seen people get out of wheelchairs. But I'm, my point is... The car crash that you had that you weren't real happy about could have killed you, but you're alive. Come on, the cold, the, 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 the cold, the flu that you had last year was an assignment from, from the enemy to kill you. You lived. Come on, if you think about what God has brought you through, how He's brought you through over and over and over and over, even when you were unfaithful and, and not grateful, He still brought you through. Come on, be thankful to God. Where would you be without God tonight? Where would you be without God tonight?
tonight. Come on, throw your hands up in the air and say, thank you, God. Thank you for saving us, delivering us. You're awesome. Hallelujah. I feel the atmosphere changing in here already. Be thankful to God. Be thankful to others. When somebody comes to correct you, be thankful. Even if they don't do it for the purpose that the the Lord might intend it. Be thankful to others. Be thankful. I was preparing this message and Danny and I were at home. I was in my home working on it on my laptop. and My son was making himself dinner at nine years old. And I just started thinking about, you know, as I watched him, he came out with all these quesadillas and his thing of Hidden Valley Ranch. It's free advertising. And I just thought, man, I am really thankful for my son. And I said, hey, Danny. And he said, yeah. He didn't even look up. You know, he's like... I said, hey, Dan. He looks at me and says, yeah. I said, I, I just want to thank you. He said, you're welcome, Dan. I said, I love you. And he goes, I love you too. And he just started eating his food. You know? <laughs> Be thankful for people. Be thankful. Be thankful for your church. Thank God. You know what? I, you know what? I, 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 I haven't done it. I haven't had a new Bible in a while. And there's something about a new Bible, no notes. I just want to take a survey. Has anybody ever kissed their Bible? Huh? Don't like kissed it. I got chapstick on right now, so I ain't gonna kiss it, but but I have. And I frequently smell it. I put my I get, Do you know the monks used to call uh, revelation that would come from the word, they would call it the kisses of the word. Wow. So intimate. I mean that in the most holy of ways. When's the last time you thank God for his word? I mean, really. When you're in a battle. Come on, when you grow in God and you mature in God, the scripture gets in you as living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And when the enemy comes against you, you pull that thing out and take the enemy's head off. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I, don't, I, I just don't get messed with in my brain. I got too much word, too, too much. I got too much, too much. And then when I think I got it right, I'll have people that, that might help correct me when I'm off. But thank God for the word. What would, how would you battle? How would you battle? How would you come against those thoughts that just want to berate you and barrage you and run roughshod? You pull that out. Take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Right? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Right? When's the last time you thanked Him for the Word? Come on, somebody say thank you for the Word, Jesus. I'm totally encouraging myself. (laughs) Woo! Be thankful to God. The answer to ingratitude is be thankful. Be thankful to God. Be thankful to others. 
take seriously the mandate of God's Word to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving. A few scriptures and we'll be done. Turn to 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Thessalonica is a place in Greece. Also pronounced Salonica, depending upon where you come from. I had the privilege of living there for a number of months when I was about 19 years old. And Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica this powerful verse. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Everybody say, in all. That's not because of all. It's in all circumstances. It's not all circumstances are not from God. And all, you're going to worship God and thank Him because He gave you a car crash. First of all, a car crash didn't come from God. But in the midst of trials, it is God's will for you to be thankful. In all circumstances, you thank God. Not for the circumstances in them, for who He is for His Word, for, the, for, for wherever you can find thanksgiving, you thank Him. And that's God's will. Colossians, turn there. Colossians chapter 3. And whatever you do, verse 17, Colossians 3, verse 17. How many of you brought your Bible tonight? All right. The rest of you, did you memorize it already? Because if you did, if you could come up to the front at the end of service and lay hands on me, I'd like the gift to be able to memorize my Bible. Hallelujah. Uh, that's my that's that's my way of saying bring your word, amen. Bring bring it. We're going to get into it. We're going to read it, amen. Colossians three seventeen. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. I, there's been times where I was not thankful. I remember changing diapers. I'm going to tell you, I did not like changing diapers. No, I really didn't like it. I mean, I like, really didn't like it. I mean, the gag reflex would just come and be like, ah. But, you know, the other day when one of the beautiful children of our staff members were walking by and their shorts were loaded, <laughs> and I saw some of the other kids going, he's got a stinker. And I saw the kid, and I smelled it a little bit. I just thought, hallelujah, that's awesome. Because I ain't changing that, and I'm just going to thank you, Jesus, right now. I mean, I, when I literally, I, like, I realized I didn't have to change it, and I was very thankful. How many of you are thankful for stuff? <laughs> Micah, you could thank God in all circumstances while you're changing the shorts of your children. <laughs> and whatever you do... Whether in word or deed, do it all in the name. You can change the diapers in the name of the Lord. Well, glory to God. Turn to Philippians chapter 4. You knew I was going there, all you readers and knowers of the word. Philippians chapter 4. Come on, Micah, come on up. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Mm -hmm. And I'll say it again. Rejoice. Rejoice. 
Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, make your prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, everybody say, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Be thankful. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say. Come on, help me out. Ready? One, two, three. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. You know you're starting to feel better already. Some of you came in here with a bad attitude. Some of you came in here, you're not thankful. you got to learn to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'll say rejoice. Come on, you got to rejoice. Rejoice. Thank God right now. Come on. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Rejoice. R-E-J-O-I-C-E. <laughs> Whoa! Wouldn't it be great if we could just bust that right now? You know that song? Don't you? you don't? It's the first album that came out of First Assembly of God. You don't know that one? Pastor. I can't remember it either. Everybody say rejoice. One more scripture. Hebrews. The best cup of French roast. Hebrews. Mm. <laughs> I preached myself happy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was a little tired before I started. I feel good now. Thank you, Lord. And that's what Thanksgiving will do for you. I'm like this close to busting out of some rejoice rap and skipping all along the front. Whoa. Everybody say, whoa. All right. There's certain things that just, you know, you shouldn't do. I'm... All right. Hebrews 13. <laughs> something, will you please help me out? Making me whole, making me whole. 
for my uh, staff for a place to live and for just the joy that they bring me. Go DC! Ooh, hallelujah! What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for the uh, strength of joy that I have. Come on, somebody say thank you, Jesus! Come on, Leon, what I are thank, you thankful for? I thank the Lord because He took and restored my lungs. I no longer, I no longer have asthma that I had for 13 years. I no longer have thank you, urine Jesus. cancer because God healed me of that. And you know what? I thank Him for revelation of His Word because you know what? He says that the shout, last this Sunday night, He said the shout breaks the barrier. So shout! For what you want in Come on. And who you are. Come on, somebody say thank you, Jesus. One more. Come on, one more. We're going to sing it again. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit, for the love, the amazing, awesome God. He's powerful. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. For saving my soul. For saving my soul. forget it. Verse 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, a fruit of lips that openly confess His name. And do not forget to do good and share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Even if you don't feel like thanking Him, it is the right thing to do. Even if you don't feel like lifting your name before the throne of God, He is absolutely worthy because of what He's done for you. And you don't live by feelings, you live by faith. You don't walk by sight, you walk by... Come on, sing it again one more time. Thank you with everything you got. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come on, sing. for me first and foremost I thank God for my wife the greatest gift next to salvation is my beautiful wife and my beautiful children and I thank God for the great privilege of being your pastor it's an awesome honor it's an awesome honor it really is 
Come on, give your best Thanksgiving clap to Jesus. Come on. Isn't God good? Take someone by the hand. You keep this in your arsenal of your walk with Jesus. You be thankful. In all circumstances, it is God's will for you to give thanks. Even if you feel underdemeciated, that's not a real word. Okay. the joy like I feel it. I know I got this major grin. I'm just wondering if I got anything in my teeth. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus, help me. I didn't expect to be smiling this big Jesus. Help me. <laughs> Look who's talking, dude. What's up? <laughs> you can let go of that person's hand. Pass Pastor Vince reminded me of a very important aspect of our service. We never want to close any service without giving an opportunity for you to get right with God. And if you're not right with God, we want you to, to get right with Him. The Lord wants you to give your heart to Him tonight, whether it be the first time or a recommitment. Come on, some of you ain't right with God. Don't leave this place not right with God. You need to leave this place right. Everybody say, I need to leave this place right. Yeah, you do. You say, well, I'm just not ready. Well, you know what? Stuff happens out there. And you might not ever think that you're ready. Now is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Now is an acceptable time right now. Do it now. Give your heart to Jesus. Whether it be the first time or recommitment. All across this place, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're serious about giving your heart to Jesus, or making a recommitment to Him, or giving your heart to Him for the first time, slip your hand up right now. Praise God. God bless you all the way in the back. Thank you for your honesty. Anybody else? Come on. Let me see that hand if that's you. I want to get right with God. I see your hand back there. Thank you. See that hand. Thank you. I see that hand, sweetheart. I see it. I see that hand. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's all pray right out loud. Whether you raise your hand or not, just pray right out loud. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place and for rising again from the grave. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash and cleanse me and make me new. Give me a hunger for your word, for the things of God. Break any bondage that I might have off of me now. And use me to fulfill my purpose in the earth.
sure is good to be clean, isn't it? Come on, just service is almost over. Surrender to the Lord. If you want to lift your hands, you can. Whatever posture that takes, just open your heart. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit right now. Breathe your breath upon your people who you have created for your glory and for your honor. Touch them. Heal them. Father, I pray at the end of this service now, if any of our minds... Our thinking has become futile. We repent and ask that you would renew our minds through the Word and by your Spirit. Heal people's distorted thinking. Any distortions that we might have, lay hands on your head. There's miracles happening right now. Some of you struggling with stuff, but God's going to free you right now. Lord, any distortions that we might have, we want to, to be healed. And Lord, we want to have the mind of Christ. We want to have every thought that's raised up against the knowledge of God torn down, every stronghold torn down. And I know we have our role in that, but God, I'm asking by the power of your Spirit, you would help us and reveal strongholds even now that have been developed because of ingratitude. And Lord, any, put your hands on your heart, any, any place within our hearts, our, our spirit that's been darkened, I pray that you would bring to light and you would make it light, as it says in Ephesians 5. That you would heal us, illuminate our hearts. And that we would not be given over to depravity. But we would renew our minds, be people of thanksgiving. Offering a sacrifice of praise. We would not be bound by our lust. If anybody here is bound by lust or any kind of addiction, I command that thing to be broken tonight. Through your repentance and the power of the name of Jesus right now be free any perversion break it now in Jesus name we give you glory we give you honor in Jesus name come on put your hands together for Jesus now take someone by the hand won't you just reach across Lord bless your people cause your face to shine upon them lift up your countenance towards them be gracious to them keep them and give them peace in Jesus holy name Amen. Happy Thanksgiving, you beautiful people. Praise God. Wonderful. Lord bless.